Welcome back to another episode of Goddess Talks with me, Elise 5K. And today, we're going to be talking about how your vibe attracts your tribe, upgrade your friends by upgrading yourself. So, okay, people that enable your toxic behaviors, negative beliefs, and self-inflicted suffering are not your true friends. True friends help you stay on the straight and narrow by offering helpful ways to overcome your fears, attachments, addictions, victim mentality, negative beliefs, and harmful behaviors. They encourage you to examine yourself from a detached, higher perspective, encouraging personal growth, mindfulness, wellness, personal empowerment, and inner mastery. They help you to become the best version of yourself and are your best mirrors. You need people in your life that are further along than you, people that are more experienced, people that are out of your league, mentally, spiritually, financially, like you need to be exposed to new levels so that you can go to new levels. And why is this important? Well, it's it's called growth. Like for me, I just feel like as we grow and develop, you know, our friend group should sort of reflect the new person that we've become. So like if you still have the same exact best friend from fifth grade, well, good for you. But does that show that you've grown or are you just still the same person from fifth grade? Now, I'm not knocking people who have friends from fifth grade that you're still connected to every day. But in some cases, people usually grow out of their friends, which, you know, You want your friends to grow with you, but sometimes it just doesn't work out that way. Which brings me to the idea of the soul tribe. So a soul tribe is a group of people who get you. You know what I mean? They understand you, they resonate with you, and they share the similar values and beliefs as you. They believe in your passion, they believe in your philosophy and your purpose, and you believe in theirs. That's your soul tribe. And what happens when you meet them? Your life begins to change in magical ways that you never could imagine. It helps them raise your vibration. When you finally have somebody that gets you, sometimes your friends are holding you back. Like for me, I had a best friend for a extended amount of time and I wanted to grow spiritually. But, you know, her influence was, you know holding me back from doing that. You know, I wanted to study other aspects of the nature of reality. In fact, she called me a devil worshiper for doing that. So in that moment, I knew that I was going to have to separate myself from her influence if I was going to explore myself on a more deeper level. So with that said, I ended up meeting a new person that gets me like spiritually. And because of that connection, I've felt like I'm doing this podcast now. You know what I mean? Like I feel validated in who I am as a person just because of the new people that I've surrounded myself with. You know what I mean? Like I feel like more of myself. And she adds real value to my life just because of her knowledge, her esoteric and occult knowledge that she's able to share. I'm able to ask her questions and she's not judging me. You know, she's not calling me a devil worshiper. She would never call me a sinner. (laughs) Okay? No matter what I do, she would never, ever do that um because she doesn't think like that and I think that our vibes you know I've enriched myself I've read a lot of books I've studied I had my spiritual awakening in 2019 and you know where the kundalini snake came up it came forth 
that's a whole nother thing that I can get into later. But so, yeah, my, my new people um, add some serious uh, value to my life at this time. And I'm not to, not to say that my former BFF didn't at one point add serious value. Like she did. You know, she helped me with a lot of things. But, you know, I'm, I'm just saying like we, our vibrations shift and we want to do other things. We want to explore other aspects. And I think that especially with this you know, with the person that I am and the kind of information that I want to um, know, like I'm into astrology, you know, birth charts, tarot, crystals, occult information, like a lot of times that could really, that could really scare people and then they'll call you a devil worshiper. So how am I to explore th- those other aspects of myself when I'm being negatively um, reinforced? Like, don't, don't go there. Don't do that. Like, look, I'm not afraid of that. I not. I want, I like that. That's part of who I am. You know what I mean? And I can't keep denying myself for you just to listen to you. I just feel like there began to become some control issues where she just kept trying to control me and what I believed and what I thought. As as we are on riding the boat of Ra on the journey of consciousness, the tree of the knowledge of good and evil, you know, we ate the apple. So now we're experiencing life through trial and error. We're uh, becoming gods where we're becoming, we're understanding what it feels like to know good and to know evil, polarity, you know? So, and especially because I feel like I'm like a star seed or whatever yeah I mean it's kind of weird that I would say that I'm a star seed so I'm not gonna just say that but I just feel like I'm a star seed you know what I mean I feel like I ain't from here it's been you know since I was little earth felt weird and I didn't believe stuff that everyone else believed because it didn't make sense to me so the only explanation is I'm probably some sort of star seed probably from a different planet dimension and I kind of remember a little bit you feel me but the point is <laughs> And I'm rambling, but what I really want to talk about in this episode is how your vibe attracts your tribe. Upgrade your friends by upgrading yourself. When you upgrade yourself, you have to upgrade your friends because you're not the same person anymore. Does that make sense? So I'm not saying block and delete all your friends. I'm saying maybe get some new ones that are in your soul tribe. Like you make new friends, but keep the old one is silver and the other gold. Like I still have friends from high school and from childhood. Yes, but we not every day talking. You feel me? Like my everyday go-to friends, I just met them. (laughs) Okay, they're new. They are brand new people. Okay, my go-tos. They're not my day ones, but I still consider them my day ones because they're my day ones of me being this version of myself. They are my day ones. When I became this version of myself, I attracted them into my experience and they are my day ones at this point. You get what I'm saying? So signs you've met someone from your soul tribe. Number one. You would feel understood like they just get you when you're around them. Now, we all want to feel understood because it increases the sense of belonging and connection. But with the, with a person from your soul tribe, you will feel like a positive connection. You'll feel validated and conversations will just flow naturally. Like you feel free to speak your mind and you can tell your deep secrets without feeling, without feeling judged. Also, you just know, like they'll feel like a, like family. And I think that Biblically speaking, like Jesus, the disciples were his soul tribe because which which he considered to be his his true family. Your soul tribe is like your true family. Um, And maybe they were with you in another lifetime as your family. I don't know, but I just know 
I just know Matthew 12, 46 to 50, Jesus's mother and brothers were outside waiting to speak to him. And then someone was like, yo, Jesus, your mother and your brother out there, they trying to talk to you. And he was like, <laughs> he was like, who is my mother and who are my brothers? And he pointed to his disciples, his homeboys and girls. I don't know. I mean, I guess his disciples, his homeboys. And he said, here go my mother and my brothers. For whoever does the will of my father in heaven is my brother and my sister and my mother. So basically, I, I take that to mean like whoever does the will of your father in heaven, whoever is with you, is for you. Whoever is on your vibration, whoever is down for what you down for, who validates you, who believes in you, that's your family, your soul tribe, that's your family. You know what I mean? You can have friends that's not in your soul tribe because make new friends, but keep the old one is silver and the other gold. You know what I'm talking about? But you still need to upgrade your friends, though, as you move along, as you riding in the boat of Ra in the primordial waters of Earth. Like, do you understand where we are, y'all? Like, I'm not trying to get off topic, but I'm going to have to go there. We're going to have to talk about this. We're inside of a energy matrix, okay? We are basically... It's not real. It's like a virtual reality simulation. Like, have you ever thought of like, I've been thinking about this since third grade because I used to be like, whoa, I used to have these moments where I'm just like, whoa, where are we? Where am I? Don't, don't like, please don't judge me. I used to feel like I wasn't, don't, and, and if you look at like psychology terms, they would call this disassociation. I'm not saying that I was disassociating at, in third grade. That's not what I'm saying. Because it, to me, it's not mental illness disassociation. It's actual consciousness expansion. Okay, me being aware at the age of eight that there's more to what to reality. You know what I mean? And I would feel these feelings of consciousness. Like, I think, therefore, I am type situations. And also, there's this thing called the comedic tree of life which is like the journey in consciousness. And it's like the crown, it's the chakras, the chakra system, the kundalini where the snake comes out. Cause you know, the Egyptian gods and goddesses had like this headpiece with the sun with the snake wrapped around it. So that's basically your spine. That's your, the, the chakras being opened and balanced. And that's you ascending the tree of life, like ascending to, to become your God self, the highest version of you. So You've got your crown chakra, which is represented by Amen, and the hidden one, which is the undifferentiated piece that is our true self. Now, it's not necessarily considered on the tree because the number that is assigned to it is zero, but every religion in the world, after their prayer, says Amen, right? And we must eventually reconnect with Amen by using the tree of life to cultivate our spirit through existence and lifetimes of unrelenting pursuit. And also this information comes from the Kemetic Tree of Life by Ra Unnafur Amin. So yeah, he has his book. I have it. There's another book called The Kemetic Tree of Life by Muta, Muata Ashby. And he has a different uh, diagram. It's so many different aspects of the tree of life, but for right now, you know, Amen is at the, the top. And then you've got number one, Asar, which is the crown chakra, represents the oneness of the universe, the particle from which everything is in existence originates. And it enables us not to separate anything from ourselves and to experience the true self. 
The one self, Asar, is the first tool that Amen uses to govern existence. And you know, Revelation 3.14 says, these are the words of the Amen, the faithful and true witness, the ruler of God's creation. And then he goes on to say, I know your deeds. You are neither cold nor hot. How I wish you were one or the other. Then you got the second faculty, number two of the tree of life, which represents Tehuti, which is the all-knowing faculty that has a series of nine axioms. So the Tehuti faculty, which is wisdom, enables us to, that's Thoth, to manifest the indwelling divinity and to be able to resolve any problem. It's the knowledge without thought tapping into the intuition or indwelling divinity. And Tehuti is based on truth. That's also the Jesus energy Tehuti, Thoth, Hermes, Jesus, it's the truth, it's Christ. And it's the second tool that Amen uses to govern existence. And all of this, by the way, is the, the matrix, um, not the bad matrix, but reality, the tree, the, the, the reason why we're here, why we incarnated here to learn polarity, because um, essentially we're all star seeds and we all get you know, come here. I mean, some people are evil star seeds and then some people are like good star seeds. But anyway, we come here. Some people come here to learn polarity. Some people come here to be, to torture others. Which one are you? But the point is the third aspect in the tree of life is Sakur and that's the faculty of the spirit. And it's above Het Haru because Sakur enables one to be the divine by understanding that beauty lies within and is being in sync with our destiny. The fourth faculty on the tree of life represents Ma'at, which is the divine law. You know there's the 42 laws of Ma'at that the the ten, com ten Commandments come from. So I guess Moses wanted to simplify it into 10 laws instead of 42 that the Egyptians had. But Ma'at is female. Uh, it's like a female energy that represents the stage in which we no longer require guilt and conscience because we observe the law of heaven out of love and therefore the heart is lighter than the feather and the ku, the spirit, is eternal. Now I per now I personally feel like I've definitely reached this level because I don't feel like a sinner when I and especially if I do something wrong or if I break a law, quote unquote. I just know that um oops, let me try again. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I'm not about to be like, "Oh my god, I'm a sinner." Like, no. I'm not a sinner. I don't believe in that. The whole concept of sin in general is somebody else <laughs> made that up. Like, who who told you you were naked? <gasps> Did you eat from the tree I told you not to eat from? Hmm, now you must become like one of us and no good and evil. You dig? So, and if you want to know the 42 laws of Matt, some of them go like this. I have not committed sin. I have not committed robbery with violence. I have not stolen. I have not slain men or women. I have not stolen food. I have not swindled offerings. I have not stolen from God goddesses. I have not been exclusively angry. I have not cursed God or goddesses. I have not behaved with violence. I have not caused disruption of peace. I have not acted hastily with Without thought. I have not exaggerated my words when speaking. I have not stolen what belongs to God, goddesses. I have not overstepped my boundaries of concern. I have not cursed anyone in thought, word, or deeds. I have not stolen from, disrespected the deceased. I have not destroyed property belonging to God, goddesses. I have not taken food from a child. I have not been angry without reason. I have not seduced anyone's wife. I have not closed my ears to truth. I have not terrorized anyone. I have not disobeyed the law. I have not told lies. I have not carried away food. I have not cursed. I have not polluted myself. I have not committed adultery. I have not made anyone cry. I have not felt sorrow without reason. 
I have not assaulted anyone. I have not worked evil. I have not used evil thoughts, words, or deeds. I have not polluted the water. I have not spoken angrily or arrogantly. I have not falsely accused anyone. I have not placed myself on a pedestal. I have not acted with insolence. I have not been an eavesdropper. I am not deceitful. I have not stolen anyone's land. Boom. That's the 42 laws of Matt, baby. Yeah. I find that to be more effective than the Ten Commandments because that just, to me, it's more specific. And that's necessary for some of these people. Now, the fifth faculty of the Tree of Life represents Haru Kuti, okay, which is divine justice. And, you know, Jesus always talks about justice. This faculty establishes justice in the world by, not by revenge or destruction, but instead by reestablishing the laws governing existence, ma'at. So divine justice within our being consists of making peace, balance, and harmony harmony and restoring all to God's order. The sixth faculty of the tree of life represents Haru or the will, your will. The kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. God's will is your will for yourself. The faculty is birthed by Aset and is beyond any animal desire. So the will is successful only when the true self or indwelling divinity is victorious over everything. Anything, desires, emotion, lusts, which are contrary to the self. And Haru is the Pharaoh. In other words, it means that your moral code is in concord with the divine essence and you are God on earth. Pa Haru. Okay, boom. The seventh faculty on the tree of life represents Het Haru, which is the imagination. You know, you create through your imagination. And you know, Albert Einstein said, imagination is more important than knowledge, for knowledge is limited, whereas imagination embraces the entire world, simulating problems giving birth to evolution. He also said logic will get you from A to B, but imagination will take you everywhere. He also said imagination is everything. It's the preview of life's coming attractions. He also said the true sign of intelligence is not knowledge, but imagination. So clearly this is definitely Albert Einstein energy which would also be pata. So this faculty operates to create certain behavioral patterns and it must also be programmed because in this faculty, you could possibly perceive happiness as contrary to the will of the indwelling divinity and therefore get stuck on a low vibration or on the low level of the tree. You don't want to do that, but boom. So the eighth faculty on the tree of life represents sebek, which is the intelligent faculty, your intellect. And... They say that most people in Western society can only achieve Sebek. Intellect, for the mere sake of intellect, does not serve the purpose of the indwelling divinity, but of set the ego. So Sebek is an idea or belief based on programming. Sebek is only a correctly applied faculty in commune with Tehuti, God of Wisdom, Hermes, Thoth, boom. And he, it is based on beliefs that can open or close the way to truth. So that's the eighth faculty, Sebek. Now the ninth faculty of the tree of life represents Aset, Isis, which, you know, is the goddess. And this faculty is necessary to go into trance and reprogram your being. Aset is the vital part of reconstructing Asar, but first she must grow through sorrows and give birth to Haru, the will to overcome Set. So her determinants are devotion, receptivity, and intuitive, and she's the source of trance and passion. And the 10th faculty on the tree of life is Geb. And this faculty contains the electromagnetic body and the molecular body. The life force is governed by proper breath. It also includes five organ systems, notably the heart, small intestines, lungs, large intestines, the liver, gallbladder, spleen. So anyway, that is kind of like just some information about the tree of life. Totally, completely off topic in a way. But I just had to add it because new ideas expand your consciousness. 
So metacognition, it expands the tree, the neurons in your brain, tree of life, knowledge of good and evil. So that's what new information does. So that's exactly why I included it. So hopefully you listened to the end. And with that, I appreciate you guys for listening. If you haven't subscribed yet to the podcast, please do. And also share, share with people, you know. This information is meant to expand your, your consciousness. You know, it's a good good thing to just listen to it while you're asleep or while you're taking a nap or whatever. So, yeah. Also, if you subscribe, you can be updated when I post new episodes. And also, I've got some meditations coming. So that'll get your brain into a theta and so that you can manifest your desired reality quicker so i've got a lot of that coming very cool stuff i'm super excited and so with that as always peace and hair grease yeah, i'm driving slow in the fast lane yeah. chop a spoon pop a coating yeah. i make a